So this morning we're starting a new series. Um, It's a good one to start the new year with. It's about uh, practicing the way of Jesus together uh, through Sabbath. So three times this year we're going to be stepping back for a month and looking at three different spiritual practices to help us to walk with Jesus. And this month we are specifically looking at Sabbath. We may call them spiritual disciplines, we may call them practices, habits, uh, sometimes we talk about spiritual formation, we, call, we talked about counter-formation last year quite a lot. And, we, and we, had a, we had a series last term on beautiful resistance, which was all about how do we learn uh, to walk in the way of Jesus that is often countercultural from what's around us. And that was great. That showed us what God's kingdom is like and what it's not like. However, the practices are there uh, really about how we learn to do these things. Month to month, week to week, day to day, even minute to minute, how can we practice these things to learn to be more like Jesus, but also to learn to walk with him? They're more than New Year's resolutions. You know, you may have chosen one of those New Year's resolutions to do. But this is all about getting into the habit, getting into practicing what Jesus taught. And they help us to step into the way of Jesus and walk with him. So this month, we're going to be looking at Sabbath. um, And how we're going to learn, and we'll do this with all of the practices we learn this year, is, and there should be a diagram that comes up, is first of all teaching. So this morning is a little bit about that. There's a lot of good books about Sabbath um, that we'll, we'll send out. Um, there's lots of good po- podcasts out there as well. It's teaching what Sabbath is, what it means, uh, what the principles are, what, most of all what the Bible says about a practice. And then secondly, and and Deborah touched on this earlier, it's about community. Um, Of course, we can learn by ourselves and try and practice by ourselves, but God calls us to live in community. And that means talking about it, studying the Bible together about it, supporting each other in prayer, holding each other accountable, saying how we're getting on with some of these practices um, and, and learning what works well for, for each other. And then practicing it is, is going away and doing it. Having a day, having a week where you go and you practice yourself. See what works. You, you'll probably make some mistakes along the way. And then you come back into your community. And all of this is pinned together through rhythm. Um, You know, you read a lot of books on habits and things like that. It's about getting into a rhythm, making it natural uh, to build these things together. So I really encourage you, as you start this year, it's not all about learning, although that is a big part of it. It's also about community, and it's all also about living out these things. So as we start our series on Sabbath, which will run for the next few weeks, and we'll explore it all together. I really urge you to do it with these three elements. 
And we have our community circles. Some of you will be in a community already. Uh, we'll be in exploring this in our communities together and practicing um, and, and supporting each other within that building a rhythm as a, as a community as well. If, if you're not in a circle, there will be opportunities to, to, to get into a circle. You can, uh, you can show your, um, your willingness to join one um, through a link on our website. Um, and you can also just partner with people, ask someone, can, can, I, can I explore this with you? So before we delve into the practice, we should really understand what Sabbath is. What is Sabbath? So the Hebrew um, Shabbat uh, or Sabbath is to cease, desist and rest. I want to just look at three things as we try and un understand and learn what Sabbath is. The first one is God has modelled a rhythm of Sabbath. So let's read. If you have a Bible, if you could turn to Genesis 2, we're going to read a couple of verses together as we explore this. The words will be on the screen if you haven't got a Bible So Genesis 2, verse 2 and 3. So God had created the world in the first six days, and then we pick it up in verse 2. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested, or Sabbathed, from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested, he Sabbathed, from all the work of creating that he had done. We could really skip past this. You know, it's, it's quite a familiar passage to some of us, and it would be easy to, to just skip past this. But God rested. He Sabbathed. He was more productive than any of us have been in six days, and then he rested. God built Sabbath into his rhythm from the start. And I think we need to know the importance ourselves. God is perfect. He works. He's productive. Therefore, I want to work hard. I want to be productive. I want to worship God in my work. But God also rested. He also Sabbathed. So I need to take this seriously as well. I can worship God also through my rest. And note this passage is before the fall. It's part of God's design. It's before sin entered the world, before toil, before Adam and Eve wanted to rule the world and for themselves. Therefore, the rhythm of, of work and rest is part of God's design. It's not to balance out sin in any way, although that, that can be part of our Sabbath. It's not necessarily to deal with sin necessarily, although that's part of it. So we can worship God through our work and through our rest, just as he modelled in Genesis 2. Secondly, it's about making the most of time. There's a word highlighted in, in that passage in verse 
two, I think it's two, no, it's three. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. We sung about holiness earlier. This is the first time God made something holy in the Bible. And it's time. He just created space, the, the earth, and he made time holy. A lot of religions will uh, make a place holy, whether it's Mecca or a certain place, um, even Stonehenge. But God made time holy. John Mark Comer in Garden City says this, For six days we wrestle with the world of space, the hard work of building civilization. But on the Sabbath we savour the world of time. We slow down, we take a deep breath and drink it all in. We push the slow-mo button. We live in a 24-7 constant world. There's always stuff to do. It may be the demands of the house, the family, the children, your boss, or even your own internal drive. We can be so wired with work that some, sometimes we, we can't simply stop and rest. It can lead to fatigue, burnout, anxiety, depression, busyness, starved relationships, worn down immune systems, low energy levels, even anger, tension, confusion, and emptiness. However, God gives us the gift of time, and he asks us to remember Sabbath. He asks us to remember time. It's because it's so easy to forget. We're constantly on the go, and we can easily forget it. And I can imagine most of us, myself included, when we start thinking of our list of, of, of reasons that we, we don't need to do Sabbath, or the reasons we can't fit it into our busy lives or stressful schedules. But the Bible, God, tells us to remember it. We even read in Exodus that God provided a double portion on the sixth day so that the Israelites uh, didn't have to collect their manna, their, their food, on the Sabbath day. God provides in our rest. And by remembering, we remember that we're not God. We can see that the, the world can function without us. We're not as important as we convince ourselves to be. It's a day to remember who we are without having to achieve anything. It's not a day off. It's not a day to twiddle your thumbs. It's not even a day to catch up on your household work or your non-paid work. Some describe Sabbath as like a weekly holiday or Christmas morning. And there is an element of that especially as you think how you plan your holiday or you plan Christmas. You make sure you get all your stuff done before and you prepare so that you can enjoy your holiday or you can enjoy Christmas as much as possible. And there's, there's some good in that analogy, I think, where we can spend six days a week preparing to make our Sabbath as life-giving and Jesus-focused as possible delighting in the things that, that God blesses you with, 
slowing down as much as possible for meaningful connections with God and with the people around you. But I think, as I said before, it's also about rhythm. It's not a one-off in the year that you prepare for. Sometimes your Sabbaths might be a total flop. You may not feel energized at all at the end of it. You might not be able to switch off. You may get distracted. And then other weeks you may have a great Sabbath. You might feel totally revived, totally connected with God and those around, with, and those around you. And Sabbath is all about getting into this rhythm, getting better and better at doing it, getting better and better at switching off and connecting with Jesus. We've got 50 tries, 52 tries a year to practice it. Jeff Bethke puts it well in his book. With a weekly Sabbath, you get 52 tries a year. And like any rhythm, you don't start over. Every little thing builds on another. That's why there might be some incredible Christmas traditions in your family, like walking little gift bags up to the fire station on Christmas morning, or seeing the neighborhood Christmas lights in your PJs. Those traditions are magical, not just because you did them once, but because you did them over and over, stacking on one another like one huge memory mountain. We can build a rhythm of Sabbath and see what works, see what helps us to stop, rest, connect with God. And lastly, it's, not, it's, it's about relationship, not about religion. It's not a sin not to observe Sabbath, but you'll miss out on the blessing it gives if you don't observe it. It's a bit like when, you, when you're used to drinking the recommended amount of water every day which I try hard to do and fail every day, to be honest. But, but those of you, you do, you miss when you don't drink that water. You feel drained, you feel exhausted by the end of the day. Well, God is our source of living water. How much more does spending time with him in Sabbath give us life? Sabbath is all about spending time at the source of life, which can only come from God, without pressures of achieving anything. Some believe that we don't need to observe um, Sabbath as Christians, that Jesus has fulfilled the Old Testament laws, and and we haven't got time to really delve into that today. But there's two short points I'd just like to make. As I said before, Sabbath was around before sin entered the world. It was part of God's design of rhythm, of work and rest, which we're to be part of. And secondly, while the life, death and resurrection fulfills the need to to follow the laws, Jesus has fully done what we need to do to know God, full stop. And that's true. But it should free us to have a relationship with God, to use our time for God in his presence and in relationship with Jesus. And when we observe Sabbath, it's understanding more about 
what God gives us and what Jesus has done for us. It should revive us to live in the spirit of Sabbath for the other six days of the week. You can practice it fully on the Sabbath and you can keep that throughout the week. It's a 24-hour period. It's a gift of time. It doesn't matter when you observe it. You, you should do it within the rhythms of your life. For some, Sunday's work. For others, Saturday's work. Um, for others, it can be a, a day in the week. So over the coming weeks, we're going to be looking through four elements that helps us to practice Sabbath. And it's comprised of stop, rest, delight, and worship. So today, we're going to focus on stop. So let's turn to Exodus 31 as we learn a bit about that together. So I'm going to be reading from verse 16 and 17 of Exodus 31. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for, for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he abstained from work and rested. There's two words in, in this passage I just want to highlight. We've looked at one already. First one is rested, which is Sabbath, the word for Sabbath there. The second is naufash. Naufash means to be refreshed. It means to breathe. But not only breathe, it also means to be breathed upon. For us, as we stop, we stop to be refreshed with God, by God. To breathe, first of all. To take a big, slow breath and step back but also with the mindset to be breathed upon, to know who we are in God, to know what it's like in God's kingdom. So the first thing we need to do is stop. And we should do it for the sake of Jesus. There's a few things I'd just like to encourage you to think about as you think about stopping. The first one is to stop work. So this includes your jobs around the house or your non-paid work. It's not that work isn't wrong. As I said earlier, work is an act of worship. Six days a week, uh, we worship God or we can worship God through our work. Secondly, to stop from accomplishing a day where you don't have a to-do list. I know some of us love a to-do list. But it's a day where you don't have a to-do list. It stops us putting our worth on the things that we do and we simply be. I mean, we often ask each other when we're learning about each other, what do you do? And it's easy to put our worth on the things that we do. But Sabbath is a day to remember that our identity is not tied to our work to stop from anxiety, worry, or tension. 
We accept that we don't need to accomplish anything and we don't need to worry about what we do or accomplish. We use this time to practice for the rest of the week the spirit of of peace that God gives us. It's for for us to be refreshed, now fashed, um, as we read earlier. We know more of his love, more of the peace that he gives us. And and it helps us to live like that for the, the rest of the six days. We stop to remind ourselves that we're not God. God provides all that we need. He gives us our gifts, our talents, our strengths. He provided the manna from heaven for the Israelites so that they didn't need to worry about it on the Sabbath. And we can sink into the feeling that everything depends on us to work, to be successful. Sabbath is about realizing that it is all God's work. We're serving him in our seven days of the week. And it's a time where God can take care of us. We relinquish control so we can simply be. It's also a a time to stop being possessive. Retail therapy is not the answer here. It's a day to remember how blessed you are, what God's given you, to get out of the cycle of things and, and the thirst for satisfying ourselves with other things that are not God and reset ourselves to, what, to, to who God is, what he's blessed us with. And we can also reflect on how we can use our gifts or our, sorry, our possessions for others. Being good stewards of our things, our, our money, what God has given us and given to others. Sabbath giving is a part of this. How can we think about what God has given us so that we can share it with others? It's to stop being formed by the world. Spoke a lot last year about counterformation. It helps us to reset and, and, and understand the things that are putting pressure on us to, to be formed by the world and reset to be formed by Jesus in our spiritual formation. And finally, it's stopped to put God at the center. Maybe this should be the, the, the first one. We have a Sabbath to reset and make sure that God is at the center. We put God firmly at the center of our lives. There's a good book that goes into these things in more detail called Keeping the Sabbath Holy by Marva Dawn and the references at the bottom of the slide if you want to delve into this a little bit more. But you get the idea. As we seek to practice Sabbath, we should be stopping. So how do we practice to stop? It's easily said, isn't it? It's not so easily done. So as we reflect on this, I want us to think about four four things uh, as we practically try and think about how we stop for Sabbath. And we'll look at more about rest, delighting and worship in the next few weeks as well. So first of all, get practical. You can do this now. 
you can think, what's the best day that I can Sabbath on? And also mark it with a start and end time. Be intentional about how you're stopping. And there's a few ways to mark the start. Um, They can sound religious. It's not about being religious or traditional. It's about being intentional. We want to revive our soul in God's presence. So you should start and recognize the true soul-giving life that comes only from God. So as you start, think about how you can stop and mark the start. Jews would light a candle to start as a symbol of stopping. You could say a prayer. We still got the prayer cards. There's some prayer cards in the landing if you want. Um, We'll make them available as you go out. You could start with a Sabbath prayer to help you to start off your Sabbath time. You could start with a meal. You could start with communion. There's several ways that you could start off your Sabbath. But you get the idea. It's about starting with God, intentionally starting it for God. So, for example, if you choose a Friday evening to a Saturday evening as your Sabbath, you could start it off with a meal, a good meal that you all enjoy. Make something that you look forward to that, or the family looks forward to at the end of the week. About a year ago now, we started this off as a family. Uh, Livy, my daughter, affectionately called it Friday. It was something that we look forward to for the whole week. As a family, we, we, it was something that wasn't like another thing to do. It was something that we looked forward to. We ended the meal with a night, the week with a nice meal together. It was a treat for all of us. And it was something that we planned for. Since then, we've looked to extend it to 24 hours. I suggested Shabbat day. <laughs> it didn't go down too well, to be honest. It hasn't been approved by Livy. I think she still thinks Friday is, is the best. But, <laughs> but you, get, you get the principle. You know, we're trying to adopt stepping back as a family, switch off, slowing down, enjoying God and each other. Honestly, it's not perfect. Life gets in the way sometimes. We're still learning to switch off. But we're looking to do to get a bit better every week with it. And through the, the, this series, I'm sure as a, as a family, we'll be learning new habits as we learn, talk through and practice these four elements that we're going to talk about in the next few weeks of stopping, resting, delighting and worshipping. Secondly, and this is, this is a big one, it's certainly a big one for me, is learning how to stop. It can't be a tick box exercise to do it properly. Whether it's anxiety plaguing your thoughts or things that you haven't quite got done the week before, we've got to learn to focus our minds. If you start with a prayer, take time to think about the words. Devote the next 24 hours to God. Take a long, deep breath. You might want to pray through your concerns. You might want to write them down and devote them to God, leave them at the cross. Also, doing things that revive you during this time will also help. 
the, the Sabbath is a day to revive our souls. It's a day to set ourselves aside to follow God's example, to delight in things. And we can look forward to these things through the week. And that should help us to stop as we understand the blessings that God gives us. Third, start where you're at, not where you want to be. Like all practices, we need to learn and practice. We need to get better at doing it. And I'd, I'd encourage you to start small, first of all, and build things on top. See what works, see what doesn't work. Even though Sabbath is meant to be a 24-hour period, you might want to start with a, with a morning, a Saturday morning. Switch your phone off and give it a go. You might want to start with an evening, start with a meal, think about who you can invite into that. And practice the principles, and, and as you understand more about what Sabbath is, you can introduce things into your Sabbath time. What revives us might be different. A long walk to reflect may appeal to some. A big inclusive meal to bring everyone together may appeal to others. Find what works for you and your, and your family, or even, uh, and even you might want to bring others into it. It may be good to think what Sabbath for you might look like in six, 12 months time. What are the barriers? What are the hurdles that you see? And how could you take it one week at a time? As I said before, We've got 52 weeks a year to, to give it a go. But Sabbath done properly is quite a change if you're not in the habit already. But it's life-giving as you build these practices and habits. And you'll miss it when you're not able to have one when you get into the habit. <coughs> and finally... And we've talked about it quite a lot. Look to build a rhythm to stop. It might be quite clunky to begin with. It may, might feel like it's more hassle than it's worth to begin with. It will require some reprioritization of things in your life. It will often require saying no to things to make room for it. But it's about building rhythm. It's about practicing. Don't think it will be easy to start with. With anything that you learn or start practicing, there's a confidence spike. I think we've got a graph. I don't know if you've ever tried something new and, and to begin with, you're like, yeah, I can do this. I've just learned the guitar. I'll be at Wembley in a couple of weeks kind of thing. And we have that confidence spike. And then I think it's called the Valley of Despair. Sounds great, doesn't it? Where you realize actually it's not as easy as... as You've, you've said in your mind. But practice is all about getting out, up that curve bit by bit. It's not a race. It's about doing it uh, properly and learning as you do it. But the payoff is your relationship with Jesus and the life that Sabbath time can give is really worth it. <laughs> So let's stand. I want to mainly use this time for us to reflect 
individually on these things. You may have thought about how can you build a rhythm with Jesus more intentionally this year. Maybe this is a prompt to start thinking about that. Or what's your next step in in following Jesus more closely, more deeper? And I'd like us to think about what's that first step or next step in practicing the way of Jesus in the area of Sabbath. What baggage or challenges can you give to God right now and lay it at the cross? Give it to Jesus. And who can help you along the way? Is it your community? Can you intentionally speak to somebody about this? So let's spend a couple of of minutes. You may want to close your eyes. You may want to put your hands out. Um, Just as a symbol of inviting God to speak, to stir your heart. 